Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Uh, Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is March 23rd, 2021. The time is 11.30. Newman PC does conduct Zoom conference calls every single working day. For those people who are listening to this in the recording and other sessions, you can check our timings at rnlogbook.com. For those people who are in the conference call, if you want to ask any questions, you can raise your hand and our team will uh, announce your name to ask the question. Leo? Bishma? Hey, good morning, Rahul. Uh, so my wife is currently on uh, H1, but uh, mm-hmm. back in 2016, when she was on F1, she applied her OPT to a company called Integra Technologies. I'm sure you know it ended up being a fraud company. Mm-hmm. So a few days ago, when she was traveling to India, she was stopped mm-hmm. over by the immigration officers and she got her H1 revoked or, or canceled. Mm-hmm. However, uh, just a week ago, we also got our uh, advanced payrolls and EAD. So my question is, can she travel back using her APR? Is that a problem as well? No, that's a problem. The reason is that the reason why she has been sent back is because she has misrepresented in obtaining the immigration benefits. If somebody misrepresents, there is a permanent bar on it. That's one thing. And when she got the H-1B, uh, H-1B, when she filled the DS-160 form, she is supposed to fill in the DS-160 form. Has she ever used any unlawful methods or illegal methods in, in, in obtaining any immigration benefits? So they will say that it's a lie. So if she tries to come back and advance parole, she will be denied entry. That's number one problem. Number two problem is that if the advance parole is approved when she is outside the country, it is not valid anyway. So even if everything was good, no, that was she not good was, enough for her to. No, our AP was approved while she was here and she only traveled carrying her AP and EAD card. Few days That's ago. the point. But, but still, she cannot come back into the United States because she has a bar. She needs to get that bar um, removed before she can come into the United States. And it's not that easy to get the bar removed. Okay. I'm going to publish yeah. an article on how to remove the bar in the next two to three weeks. You can watch it. And everybody who is involved in the Integra, Aztec, Anvil, and any company called Wireclass, they should contact the immigration lawyer immediately. We have posted many YouTube articles and all those things. I don't know how you neglected it, though. Yeah, I, I, I set up a call with you tomorrow. So anyway, so I'm going to touch base with you tomorrow. Okay. Sounds good. Right. Thank you. Thanks. Next person, please. Hello, my. Uh, hello, uh, hello, uh, Rahul. My name is Poulami, and mm-hmm. uh, I applied for my H four EAD first time, and its mm-hmm. receipt date is November twenty twenty mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Center. So I have two questions for you, and one, first question have two parts in it. Uh, mm-hmm. So 
uh, now I get a offer from a from a research position. Uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, is there any way uh, I can expedite it? I know for expedition, uh, we I have to. Is that research do. something related to COVID? No, but it is related to cancer. Yeah, cancer is related. It's a health-related thing. So you can always yeah. try to expedite it. There's nothing wrong with it. You can always okay. try to expedite it. If you have any medical background, research background, you should say that, look, I'm losing the opportunities to work. I mean, even if you're not getting an offer, you could get an offer in, in research, though. Medical is a hard field. You should, if you are in, in, in any of the field related to that thing, you should use that. Uh, th uh, even if you don't have an offer, I mean, if you, if you don't have an EAD, you won't get an offer. Yes, yes. So you should you should try to use that medical grounds in trying to getting, uh, raise a service request, try to see, contact the congressman, uh, if necessary, go with the uh, online ombudsman. You can do any of these uh, methods to try to obtain it right now. Okay, but so I'm not my... sure if it's going to work though, but you should yeah, try. So, yeah, I, I can try. Uh, the second part of the first question is, is that uh, hamper my case, that ongoing case? I know that it will come maybe in five or four months. So uh, if just, I because, it just or... because you expedited oh. and your expedited request has been denied though, it doesn't affect the application. You're good. That It, it okay. won't negatively impact your application. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a good thing. Thank so you. my second question is, uh, my husband is going to file his H-1B extension soon. Uh, mm -hmm. So I don't know if my H4 EAD, the first time I applied, that will come by then. So, Even if uh, it doesn't come, when you, uh -huh. when your husband files a H1B, you should file for H4 and EAD again. Okay, so they, that EAD should be the first time or the extension one? Is there any you, distinction between this? There's no distinction. There is a word that's called, is it an extension or initial filing? It doesn't matter whether you use the word initial filing or extension. It doesn't matter. You still have to pay the fees. Which box you pick, it doesn't matter. You will still okay. get it when the H4 is approved. Next okay. question, please. Okay, thank you. Pooja? Hello, Rahul. This is Pooja here. Uh, thank yes, you Pooja. for taking the question. Um, I had filed H4 for EAD, uh, I-539 and uh, 765. Uh, back in August, and I've been speaking to you a, a few times about those applications. So they're still in progress, and there is no update. So I traveled to India because I was eligible for Dropbox, and I got a new H4 mm -hmm. visa, and I traveled back to US yesterday. Uh, so now I wanted to ask you, how do I ask USCIS to attach my new visa to the pending H4 EAD application? Uh, and do I need to file a new one just in case uh, the previous one? I want you to do both the things. I want you to do both the things, though. Um, the previous H4 that you filed, is that a extension of the H4 or is it a transfer application? Yeah, yeah. It was an extension. It's an extension. So, so do one thing. Some Use the word called interfiling and then send them the passport visa that you got and the recent I-94. Tell them to adjudicate the H4 EAD because for H4, they may need the biometrics, EAD, they don't need biometrics. They may do it, may not do it. I will also do one other thing, Pooja, is that I will file one more EAD application right now, even though you have another EAD application pending. 
because I don't know when the other one is going to get it. This is going to take three to four months. So whichever comes first, I'm going to use it if I were you. And it's not illegal if you're filing an EAD while another EAD is pending. Okay, let's go to the next caller. Uh, I can't listen to her. Leo? Uh, sorry, Raul, I think I lost you there for a minute. Can you just repeat that? I'm sorry. File one more EAD right now. Okay. Request the interfiling with the previous one. Maybe you okay. get the previous one approved. Maybe this one approved. I don't know which one will get approved faster. If I were okay. you, whichever one will get approved, I will use it. And it's not illegal to have two EAD applications pending at the same time. Let's okay. go to the next one. Sorry. Okay, right. sure. So, so to, to file a new EAD uh, application, who can I get in touch with uh, at your office? Did you already did you already file your H four plus EAD before with us? Oh uh, no, this is the first time. I had yeah, spoken to Christina. Can, I had taken a consultation from her before, uh, but yeah, I haven't can, filed you can send it to, You can send it to info at rnlawgroup.com. Okay, sure, Raul. And I also spoke to USCIS representative today, and she said that send a letter to USCIS office with your new visa. Uh, that's so exactly I can what I said. That's, exa that's okay. exactly what you need to use the word called interfiling. If you use the interfiling, inter it goes to the uh, interfiling, and you put the H4 receipt notice and you put the uh, passport visa and all those things, it will go to the file. Okay. And is there someone at your office who can assist me with that format of the letter? It's I simple. Can send, oh. inter, no letter. Just use interfiling, okay. I-N-T-E-R-F-I-L-I-N-G, okay. and put the receipt notice, put the H4 EAD receipt notice, put the I-94, put the, put the passport stamping, and tell them, this is my recent I-94. I want you to update it. Please adjudicate my H4 EAD. That's all. Okay. And you can, this okay. is, you know, okay. Next person, please. Okay. Thank Sandhya? you so much. Sandhya. Hi, uh, Sandhya is my wife. Can I take this? Uh, sure, sure, sure. Okay, thank you. So first of all, thank you for this opportunity. We have been like joining this call for like almost three weeks now, every day, but Sorry never got it. But uh, so uh, here is the situation. Don't want to take everyone's time, but here's the situation is that we, uh, we visited India uh, last year and we have, my H1 is valid till March 22. And mm -hmm. since my family visited India, so they have the H4 visa stamping as well as I-94 until March 22. However, mm -hmm. their previous, I like her H4, like I-539 was based on my previous H1, which was valid on, only until April 21 this year. Mm -hmm. So, but, and we filed... When we came back, the thing is that I filed I-539, which I did not need to, but since I had got the visa and like I-94, but I, I did not know. That was kind of my mistake. I filed I-539, uh, which is still pending. I filed it in June last year, June 2020, uh, which is still pending. However, when did you return? When did you and your family return back from India? What date? They returned in December 2019. And at that time, they had a passport stamping until March of 2022, year 2022, is right? At that, yeah, the passport stamping and I-94 until March 22. 
March yes. 2022. Is that right? Correct. Correct. 22. Okay. Correct. So they had an I-94 valid until March of 2022. They had a passport Correct. stamping until 2022. <coughs> there was absolutely no need to file I-539 for her. Okay. Yeah, it you was not. It. But yeah, I, I thought at that time I did okay, not that's know fine. So, the, yeah. so that's okay. So yeah, what, I filed okay, what's your question? Thinking, I filed it because I actually wanted her EAD to renew. Uh, because her EAD was valid, H4 EAD was valid only until 21. So I thought before... Okay, I got the point. Okay, I got only... the point. Okay. I got the point. Okay, you filed it. Okay, what's the question now? So then I filed in June and then back in October 2020, I also filed a newer, new, uh, like renewal H4 EAD application. Nice. So Which is good job, Julie. So, so however... Now both are pending. So I don't know. I have heard a lot of conversations. So I, I feel that it may be pending because of the H4, which is still pending. Like now both are pending. I Should I... Re, re, uh, should I... Withdraw, withdraw the H4? Oh, withdraw H4 by any chance. Or... Yeah, it's a tough question though. I'm thinking, what... Because that H4 will be denied. There's no purpose for the H4. They will deny the H4. I, the, if the officer is smart at the time, the officer will deny the H-4 and will approve the H-4 EAD. Was your wife called for the biometrics? No, not yet. And sh will she be called bio for biometrics for both the things or just one thing? No, there is no biometrics for EAD only. There's only biometrics for H-4. So I would, I would, since you already paid the money, I would not, I would not withdraw it though. At the most, they may issue an RFP. They may deny your application, though. That's not going to negatively affect you at all. Um, your EAD, which is you filed in October, is pending for a long period of time. I don't think so. That has anything to do with the H4 and EAD. They will still approve that EAD without any problem. I am taking the judgment call. If I were you, I would not withdraw the H4 and e, uh, H4 or EAD that you filed the first time. I would not withdraw if I were you. That's a judgment call I'm making. Okay. So I, I mean, I will okay. go with, with what you are uh, telling me because I, I, I don't know much about it. So if, if, uh, if the officer is smart though, which I've seen in some of the cases though, you don't need H4. I'm denying your H4 visa and they're approving the EAD though. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to lose that opportunity for your wife. If the guy's about to send the biometrics and sees that, hey, she entered into United States. This lady doesn't need it. I'm going to deny the H4. Here is a denial of the H4. And then let me approve the EAD because she has, she has. So I don't want to lose that opportunity. You have about 50% chance of what I'm telling you. You have a 50% chance they may issue an RFP. I'm going to take the chance of they will approve the EAD earlier. You know, I would not take it back if I were you. Why would they, why would they uh, give me an RFE? Like, what do they need? Why would they give an RFE? They say, hey, why are you asking me this approval when you already have an approval? Why? That's a RFE they may ask. Is there something okay. in there that I don't know? Maybe the husband has changed. They, if the officer is there, they, there's a policy that, you know, don't deny without issuing an RFE because believe me, sometimes they deny the things, assuming that certain things, and then we come back and hit at them saying the dumb guy, you did not look into the other aspect of it, why we filed it. So that's the reason sometimes they issue an RFE. So, thank you. So now that you said it is 50-50% chance, so why should I not withdraw them? so that there is no 50% chance of an RFE. The reason is that you may get the EAD approval faster. 
you said you filed the second EAD in October. You filed this before. You may get this EAD faster. No, no, no. no, no I, I did not apply for two EADs. I just applied for uh, one EAD. Oh, sorry. 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 My mistake. So oh. at the time when you filed for the H4 extension, you, you did not apply for the EAD. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Withdraw it. There's no reason. Absolutely. Oh. Withdraw it. Okay. So I, I was just waiting for the EAD approval. The H4 will be denied. I'm absolutely sure. Even if it's not denied, we don't need that. So you can you can withdraw it. No purpose for it. I was thinking that you filed along with the EAD. So if you did not, there's no purpose okay. for it. Withdraw it. Sorry so, about so that. that uh, can that make my EAD approval faster a little bit? It doesn't make any difference. Okay. So, okay. It doesn't make any difference. You don't want, yeah, just withdraw it. There's no purpose for it. It doesn't achieve any, uh, anything, okay? Sorry about that. I didn't know that you didn't file the EAD. Sure. Uh, Next one question. more question. One more question. Go ahead. Uh, mm -hmm. I have uh, 2013 priority date and I was going to downgrade it to EB3 to get my, um, can, I, can I ask this question about the- You can ask the question, why did not you downgrade it? Uh, I, I did not because I had changed the employer. So they have they had to file this ah. labor 540 okay, again. I got okay, so that I makes sense. That. Yeah, I could not do that. So now is should I wait for that window open again? I mean, I heard that it's gone on hold. So should I wait for that again? Or should I, I mean, if I wait. want to change my employer again. Wait, wait. wait. So you have a labor and I-140 approved with a new company right now? Uh, it is still in process, uh, but it will... It's it was filed about four five four months ago, so most likely I was will it, see it started or was it filed four five months ago? Labor was started in November. But when is it filed or not filed yet? The what is like I one forty? No labor. Labor was when filed. Says, I be, I, uh, the labor is not approved yet. But was it filed? See, I started so is different. They the reason I'm asking me email. I don't know. The reason how. I'm asking the, the reason I'm asking this question is that prevailing wage takes approximately around five to seven months right now. So when you're saying they filed it, I mean, did they file it? Started is different than filing. But either way, either way, you have the previous I-140 approved under 2013. You are with this company. They are in the process of applying, or they have applied for the labor certification. Now yeah. your question to me is that. Would you move out of this company? Is that what your question is? I want to. If if I if I have no reason to wait, then I would like to move because I if mean, I if I were you, if Elon Musk is going to be next to me with three hundred thousand dollars cash with a sign-on bonus, I would not move. Oh, okay. Why? The reason is why. Last week, last week. The visa department said that, the, the state department said that the final action dates are going to move all the way up to January of 2014 for the EB3. That is in September of 2021, he said it's going to move. Plus, there are 135,000 green cards coming in October 1st of 2021. Okay. Remember, you missed the boat. The boat came in 2012, you missed it. The boat came in 2020, you missed it. You don't want to miss the boat again. 
Okay. I want you to watch the video that I put it on. Uh, it's there on TV Asia and YouTube at the extra 135,000 green cards. It was done on Sunday. I want you to watch it. I'm not telling you what to do, but if I were you, if Elon Musk is there next to me, here is a $300,000 cash, and I'm going to pay the taxes on that one. If I were you, I would okay. not join Tesla. I understand. So I should continue until September at least to. I, I am not telling you what to do. I'm just telling what I would do if I were you. Okay. I, I can go wrong in the judgment call. I want you to watch the video. Why I'm telling in the Sunday video, it has very clear things. Because if you go join some other company, though, the labor certification I-140 process is taking two years. And I don't know what's going to be there two years down the line where the project is going to be. I don't want to miss. I don't want to come to these conference calls. I don't want to come to these Zoom things. I don't want to speak with immigration lawyers for a long time. I want to get rid of it. And that's the only way to get rid of is to stick with the company. Next person, please. Hi, thanks, Rahul, for taking my question. Uh, both me and my husband are Indian citizens, but he was born in Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Uh, wow. He is not, for the purpose of the green card, he is not Indian for me. Uh, but his parents were on work visa. So uh, doesn't matter. Would that be an issue? Okay. So, nope. so uh, we can use his place of birth as a chargeable uh, thing to both of us. Absolutely. Our I know the regulations, what you're speaking about in there, where it says that they must be residents, the parent must be residents of the country at that point of time. But let me tell you that we have used it so many times, the cross-country chargeability though. The question never arises to us. Nobody ever asked that question and denied any of the applications. So yes, in there, in the law, it is there, but nobody is trying to implement it. I don't want to even point out, I don't want to give a lease agreement of their parents. I don't want to provide all those things. If possible, I'll tell you to collect all those documents and keep it though. I don't want to give, I, I don't want to educate the officers more than what I need to. When they're just approving it, I'll just take it. If I want to buy a Coca-Cola, I go to Walmart and just buy a Coca-Cola. I don't have to provide my bar certificate. I don't have to provide them the bank statements to buy a Coca-Cola. Here is a 50 cent, give me Coca-Cola, that's it. It is so simple for you guys to get it. All I need is a birth certificate, translation, and that's about it. You're good. And the cross-country chargeability. Thanks. Next person. Ramya. Ramya. And you know the rest of the story now, how to apply for the green card and all those things. I don't have to explain you. Samia, go ahead. Leo, are you only going to give preference to ladies, no boys? <laughs> no, no, nothing like that, sir. Samia. I think she's. Samia, are you there? Ramya, she's not audible, Ramya. Okay, let's go to the next you one. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Not clearly, but we can. Okay, thank you. Uh, so, my question is one. Uh, my H4 EAD was filed on September of last year, and uh, we haven't received any. Um, uh, update on it. Uh, I did uh, go via the congressman, uh, raised an expedite request on medical grounds, but it was denied. Um, so it's been six months. Uh, so I was just curious about the group litigation thing. Is that still going on? Uh, do you the group litigation has stopped right now because the oh. nonprofit organization, ALA, American Immigration Lawyers Association, which I'm part of it actually, um, uh -huh. is doing a thing called... Uh, they're, they're doing a, a litigation. It's called class action suit. 
That means that even if you're not part of it, you'll be part of it unless you opt out for it. So we're filing, a, uh, our office is filing a court litigation. I mean, not our office, we are helping them out. So mm -hmm. if you're interested in joining, you can drop an email to info at rnlawgroup.com. But yeah, the results are not going to be that quick as a group litigation that we used to do. We had some hiccups on the group litigation. That's the reason we stopped doing group litigation. Okay, how about individual uh, litigation? Is that no, still- we don't. No. We don't do no. it. Okay. Don't okay. Do it. That's, okay. What do you Thank suggest you. I do during this time? I mean, uh, is there any other? I know. I know. I know. I was on H four, and uh, I know. I even I got my law license at the time, and then I uh -huh. couldn't even do a job after I was a lawyer. Uh, I know all those things, but there is not much I can help you right now. Okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Next. Hi, this is Vikram. So, um, uh, quick question. So, I have a question about um, how to maintain a green card. So, there was this question about uh, intent, right? So, uh, the thing is, uh, I'm right now based in Canada on a PR mm -hmm. and I'm about to get, um, uh, I'm, I'll be eligible for my citizenship in like next two months. And mm -hmm. uh, I have my uh, I-140 approved uh, in council, uh, uh, I-140 approved and I'm about to go to council processing now in EB1. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the thing is, let's say by year end, I get my uh, green card and I travel to, yeah, no, green card in EB1, right? Okay. Through council process. I travel to United travel. States and then next year sometime my citizenship yeah. gets approved, Canadian citizenship. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Will that be a problem? Will they say that I lost my green card intent? And uh, no. Uh, okay, no, that's not a problem. We all know why you went to Canada. We all yeah. know why you are getting a citizenship. You just can't get it here, so you got it there. Uh, now the question mainly is how much time that you maintain the status in United States? Okay, right. so if you got a green card, um, and if you are frequently coming here to United States though. Uh, yeah. If you can maintain a residence or, you know, that would be much better. Uh, and you need yeah. to file income tax returns every year. Yeah. You would be in good shape though. Uh, the law says that, I mean, let me tell you how they interpret it very strictly though. If you have travel, if, if you're coming within six months of leaving the country though, then normally they don't have much discretion. They have to allow you to come into the United States. If you're coming more than six months and within one year, they have a discretion to look into whether you're maintaining the residence, you're filing the income tax returns, you're doing all the different stuff that are required or not. Right. If you're coming more than one year without re-entry permit, then they will deny your entry. Yeah, so it's so it's it, not that, right? So I plan to, let's say, travel to US by end of this year on with, green card. And then so, 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 I, so every six months, within six months, you're going to be here. Yeah, I, I'll pretty much move permanently. Only thing is my citizenship ah. will get approved in 2022 sometime, ah. right? No, and then no, they'll no. say... No problem, no problem. You change the citizenship from India to Canada, that is not showing any intention that you are abandoning the intention to stay in the United States. Absolutely, that is not at all a part of the record. Okay, and then there will uh, there will not be part any of the negative. I, right, and it won't be an issue. Let's say uh, in 2023, if I travel outside, let's say India, come back, that time my citizenship will be different. Now I'll be Canadian, right? So Absolutely we'll, no problem. Okay. Absolutely then, no problem. This. 
Right. And on the similar line, I have questions about my children. So they were born in United States. So I was in US for like eight years and before I moved mm-hmm. to Canada. So now um, they are uh, born US citizens, right? And if I take Canadian citizenship for them now, right? Mm-hmm. So will, so I was re- reading somewhere that- after Canada the- has a dual citizenship. India does not have dual citizenship. Canada mm-hmm. has a dual citizenship. So you- they can maintain both passports, Canadian and U.S. passports. Absolutely not a problem. It will not cause any problem for them to maintain the dual citizenship. Got it. Okay, yeah, that's that's it from my One thing, yes. though. You said you're doing the EB1C in the council processing. Is your I-140 already approved? Yeah, it is already approved, yes. Did it approve in the council processing or did it approve as a change of status? No, council processing. Okay, that's good. But consular processing may take up to about eight months or nine months for you to get it though. Hopefully, yeah, I know, but uh, hopefully there it, is no uh, uh, there is no executive order that still bars it though. Um, the Biden administration intends to actually extend the executive order by two months. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I know it will take about six to eight months before I get my green card. Okay. But Canadian citizenship, I'll be eligible in June, and it takes okay. year, year and a half to get approved. So, so uh, that's fine. I so got that's your point. Why I, I asked that question. Yeah. So you're not in a hurry then? Okay, that's good. Yeah, I'm not in a hurry. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Then next person, please. Randy. Randy. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Uh, so uh, I just changed my job and uh, my previous employer is seeking the POM charges of 13,000. So I signed a contract uh, when the POM process was started saying uh, I'll be liable for the charges in case I leave. Mm-hmm. So I just left my job on Friday and the employer gave me a note saying I'm liable for the 13K charges. And I've been doing some research and it says the employer cannot seek the labor charges from the employee. So since I signed um, a contract, I'm curious if uh, I'm still liable. Um, I I would, there is called a WH4 form. Okay. I want you to Google WH4. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Department of labor. Okay. I want you to fill that WH4, make a complaint okay. to the DOL. Don't send it to the DOL, okay? Okay. Send it to the company and then say that, hey, you want to take it back? Otherwise, I'll send it to DOL. If they still don't listen, then I want you to contact a lawyer. Contracts lawyer would be, the immigration come contracts lawyer is much better, which we are not. We're just immigration lawyers, okay? okay. Um, okay so, but as uh, I said to you, if you use the WH4 form, believe me, mm-hmm. they are so scared. And, and, and some of the companies that we represent, they come up with, hey, employee has come up with the WH4. You know what we say? Give him the money. Let him go. <laughs> because they are going to open an investigation, the company wide, and look into all the practices done by that company. It's going to be devastating for them. Don't submit it to them because... The company might wind up closing it out. Okay, you you may not want to kill the company, uh, so okay. it's called the W H four, okay, U O L form. Okay. Okay. Yep. And you and, uh, you prepare a complaint. Don't send it to D O L. Send it to them. Okay. Look, you want to take back? Otherwise, I'll send this one. And if they still okay. don't listen, then I want you to contact a lawyer. 
Okay, so you uh, you said your firm does not do that. Is there any other firm or? Uh... You can drop an email. I think so. I got your email, but um, if if not, just drop an email. I'll recommend you to another lawyer. Okay. Yeah, sure, definitely. And one more thing. So, uh, since I made the new company now, and I might need the uh, my experience letter from them. So, uh, would they cause any problems to me in the future if that's the case? Um, they should not, though. Um, especially once you hit with this WH four, if they mm-hmm. create any problem. you can uh-huh. still complain to them saying that they threatened you with that fees and then the department of labor is going to actually take action you okay. see my point so there are many ways to yeah. uh, the person who is in the glass doors should not be mm-hmm. throwing stones at a cement uh, cement house guy and you are a cement guy and the employer okay. is the glass door guy believe me we represent okay. employers okay okay and uh, last thing Uh, and then so, if by any chance if by any chance they don't give you experience letters there are still mm-hmm. alternatives i want you to go to the immigration girl and mm-hmm. there are experience letters i want you to read couple of articles here so that okay and uh, so they gave me uh, april 1st as a uh, so they gave me uh, two options the first thing is the uh, installment plan or the uh, lump sum amount as a, to be paid by april 1st so i, I still have send the wh4 if they don't listen contact a lawyer okay sure uh, all right okay Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, hi Rahul, my name is Vidhi. Uh, so I'm an MBA graduate uh, last year. So I'm on OPT right now, but it is still June 21st, and mm-hmm. I just got a job yesterday. So uh, now I'll be working with them in Houston, and I also filed an H1 through a consultancy. Uh, but I have a question. Even if my H1 gets picked up. and i i have my opt till june 21st only so from june 21st to october do i get a waiver am i allowed to work i go out of status june 21st to october 1st if your h1b gets selected in the lottery though mm-hmm. it is called cap gap okay so right. you take the you take the selection of the lottery and you need to file it by june 21st though before your opt expires okay you don't have a discretion to file by june 30th if you when if you are selected in the lottery you can file in the in the lottery until june 30th is right but yes. in your case you should file by june 21st itself and once you get the receipt notice that will act as an employment authorization for you to work until october 1st it's called cap gap cap gap okay and so I, then i don't have gap. to Okay. Okay. Then you don't have to worry about. Then you don't. And with the cap gap, you filed a H one B with company A. You are working with company B. Does the cap gap applicable to the company B? The answer is yes. Okay. okay. You're still eligible for company B. Yeah, because I was yes. like, do I have to register as a student again to keep my status? But okay, if I get the cap gap. No, but but you need to you need to be very cautious on these things though. Is that. you need to be very cautious on these things is that if the h1b does not approve what will happen to you especially yeah. with the consulting company i don't want to speak on this zoom conference but if you may want to have a a precautionary step on what to do because you have a 60 day grace period which ends on august of 2021 so I, what i would do is that at this point of time mm-hmm. the selection in the lottery will come on april 1st is right i mean by april 1st i yeah. want you to file premium processing h1b asap on april 2nd okay the reason is that if it gets approved then you are eligible to work until october 1st and after that you have h1b if you don't get approved 
then you have an alternative now to move to different H1B status. The last uh, different, I mean, different university. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I only get one chance. So yeah, okay. Right. Thank you so much. That does answer my question. Thank you. I'll take the last caller, Leo. Ashok. Yeah, Rahul, uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can, Ashok. Go ahead. Yeah. So my prior to date is 2011, Jan in EB2. And uh, I moved okay, got it. to 11 Jan EB2 and I moved to company B and again moved to company A in the October. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you want me to convert into premium or uh, normal is of uh, 140 is good enough? What premium? How premium? EB2. How are you eligible 140. for premium? No, no, 140. Why? You said you are an EB2 itself, is right? Yeah, EB2. What happened is I, I was working, I, my 140 is with e, company A. Then mm -hmm. I, I was, I'm working with company B now. So my previous company filed in October. So they took the financial responsibility away, right? So they refiled the financial responsibility with 140. I am confused right now. You are working so, with, wait, one more time. You are working I'm with work company which company A got the I-140 approval? Exactly. Company B you're working with? Yes. You filed the adjustment of status using company A's I-140? Uh, company A only filed for me. So when the company A filed an I-140, why do they have to file an I-140? You already have an I-140 no, approval with them. Yeah, but what they said is they took away the financial responsibility. So, so, so what, you're, what you're telling is that what you're telling is that they withdrew the I-140 before. Yes. Ah, exactly. Got it. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely go for premium processing. Go for premium processing. Don't even ask. Go for premium processing because you want the result faster. If there's exactly. any problem, you don't want the problem to exist after a long period of time. You, you want everything to be resolved immediately. Yeah, but I, I saw on the USAS website, it takes so five to seven and a half months for 140. So by seven and a half months, it'll be like... Uh, that, is not, that is not true. If it is actually a... Uh, if it is actually a, 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 a labor, say labor certification which was reused, that is the timing is not right. So it takes oh. about... It may take about one and a half to two years. You have invested uh, this much time, this much energy. Yeah. I don't want you yeah. to waste any more time. Every day is valuable for me. Yeah, I want exactly. to get rid of the immigration laws as soon as possible. And guess what? According to the State Department, the green cards will be available for you by September. And you don't want yes. to be discussing with me right now. I want you to put the Zoom call off and go and get the premium processing done. Exactly, okay? exactly. So whatever dates is given in the website is uh, not applicable to my case. What? Which? No, the, it's not applicable to your case. For the I, for the I exactly. one forty, it's not applicable to your case. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, one more question is, I want is, uh, when the date is current, the four eighty five application will be picked up at that time, or uh, how is it? They, they may the they time. may pre adjudicate they may pre adjudicate the case. Pre adjudicate means they make everything ready. Are the medicals there? Are the I one forty approved? And if you have these two things done, if they look everything is good. They may just say it will be approved on the day the priority becomes current. Oh, okay. They even open the fail file and right. So for that good. reason, for that reason, you need to have your I-140 approved ASAP. You forget about those dates. 
you don't want to be coming into these zoom conferences calls for a long period of time you just want exactly. to get the green card exactly thank you so after, thank you very much after one for, last question after 140 approval only they'll be open the 485 file yeah that is they cannot pre adjudicate the case until i140 is approved okay great thank you i the got i got answer they can open but they cannot pre adjudicate and approve it okay thank you guys okay got it thank you thank you bye Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.